0: Welcome to ModCast. It's a new podcast featuring creators from the Central Valley. It's a place to discover, a place to learn, and a place to celebrate the unique people who call Central California home. As you know, the 209 has a rich history of music, art, poetry, design, even photography. And ModCast is dedicated to sharing their unique stories, to give them a voice, and to give you a front row seat with the people creating and capturing our culture. With me today on ModCast is a guy that's no stranger to you if you uh, go out and about in the Modesto scene. It's Mr. Josh Rosenbloom. He's been entertaining people in the Valley since 2007, but he's been playing music a lot longer than that. Welcome to ModCast, Josh. How's it going? So we're here hanging out uh, at your kitchen table. Yeah. And you said you cooked up uh, quite the feast last night.
1: Oh, right? yeah. We um, cooked up a barbecued tri-tip, which then ended up in food coma, which is, uh, <laughs>
0: You know, Tri-Tips actually was born in Oakdale. Did you know that? Really? Yeah. Uh, Tri-Tip is kind of a unique, even like a unique part of the 209 as well. Like now it's all over the world. I guess it makes sense. You know, Cowboy capital. Yeah. Tri-Tip. They figured the out family. a new way to cut the meat, I guess. And, <laughs> yeah. and barbecued it and turned it into Tri-Tip. So Josh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, where'd you grow up?
1: I grew up in Modesto, uh, South Modesto. Uh, went to Bret Hart's. And um, Hanshaw Middle School. Oh, right so,
0: on. So. How about high school?
1: Uh, I went to Downey. Oh, it's a Downey, oh, it
0: Downey night. Downey alum. <laughs> Were you involved in the music programs uh, in, in elementary school? And yeah, I
1: took uh, trumpet um, in fifth grade, and then uh, but I, I actually learned trumpet at five years old because uh, my whole family does trumpets and stuff. So, but I took the music program all through uh, elementary school, and then in Hanshaw and then was in the jazz band and marching band at Downey. And uh, that's pretty much, like, as soon as I picked up the trumpet, I was like, music, like, that's it.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you, yeah. when you kind of felt the urge and, the like, when you knew that that was probably going to be something that you did forever.
1: Yeah, it's uh, definitely, uh, music has always kind of been a, uh, it's always been a, another limb, I guess you could say, mm. of my body. Because it's, uh, I, you know, I can't, I don't want to cut it off. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And I can't because it's uh, it's always kind of been a part of me. So. Right.
0: Without music, you would you know you would suffer. It
1: Basically, would be, yeah. yeah.
0: So I know that your family plays a lot of music. Your brother is a jazz player. He mm-hmm. plays a lot of different instruments, like Definitely. yourself. Your dad, tell me about your dad. I know he's a, a a trumpet player, and that's probably why he made you play trumpet when you were five years old.
1: <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. He shackled me.
0: <laughs> the, tied you up. The he's music like,
1: stand. <laughs> Here, I'll hold it for you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. My dad is from uh, St. Louis. Um, did he grew grew up on the river boats playing jazz and Mm. all that stuff and uh just kind of he showed us the trumpet and you know kids it makes a lot of noise so (laughs) kids are naturally gonna be gravitated towards that so um so we all kind of uh we all picked up the the trumpet and he's he's done a lot of jazz stuff in the area in the 90s and mm. early 2000s.
0: So seeing so. your dad with mm. that influence, it really influenced you as a yeah. young kid, even before you're in high school.
1: Exactly. I grew up in the basically grew up in the clubs and in the in the uh, ballrooms and stuff like that watching my dad play and mm. kind of yeah, it's always <laughs> it's always there. <laughs> and now
0: it's cool because I've seen him sit in with you and yeah. uh, contribute on your mm-hmm. albums and your solo projects and Definitely. stuff and it's great to hear that influence in your music. Yeah. Uh, Talk about musical style. Where do you feel like you kind of got your style from?
1: My style. Um, well, I always jazz was always very uh, prominent in my family, so I kind of took the jazz and blues roots. And then when I hit high school, I think my first record I got was uh, <laughs> God. I want to say it was Songs About Jane. Oh like yeah, that. yeah. And like uh, actually, there's was junior high.
0: That's Maroon Five. Is yeah, that Maroon Five. Oh, that's it's, a great album.
1: I think I went to the store. I got Songs About Jane. An American Idiot and uh, Cream of Clapton. Those are the first three albums I got, (laughs) like in one visit. Yeah. And uh, but then I kind of gravitated toward a Stevie Ray Vaughan and John Mayer album, and Mm. I was like, okay, this is really this is really cool.
0: (laughs) I remember the first time I heard Stevie Ray Vaughan too. I was blown away. I'm like, what?
1: This is out there. How how have I not heard this yet? It's like so much. It's so much passion. Like you can actually. Like, you can actually, like, hear his teeth. <laughs> like, like, almost in every every note, you can almost hear his teeth, like, grinding together. It's crazy. Yeah,
0: that's when you know. I, I always feel there's something about artists that sometimes it can bug me. Sometimes I see through it. But some artists, I feel like, are in it for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Some artists are in it for, you know, the, the money, the fame, the women. Yeah. Um, and then there's artists that are in it because, like you described about having another limb. mm mm-hmm. They have to be in it. It's 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 part of who they are, and yeah. I like it when I can tell the difference. When I can see an artist and I know that they're there because the music is what's putting them there, not all exactly. the other stuff around it.
1: Exactly. Do it's
0: you a, do you have that influence a lot? Do You see that in the industry?
1: Or? I see it almost every day. Like yeah. <laughs> online, uh, um, different venues and stuff. It's it's when it becomes you know when it becomes less about the music and more about you know what shoes you put on that day then there's a problem but i mean i, I think eventually people will they will realize and i think it's starting to happen that they're, they're starting to realize that uh you know it's it, there's a lot more to music than what you're wearing and who you're who you're sleeping with yeah
0: exactly Something that,
1: like it's, yeah. it's a lot more than that i think the rock star mentality is dying off basically mm. and um I think it's time to, for people to start being musicians. You know,
0: I always felt like if you let the music speak, then everything else is gonna come your way. Exactly. You're gonna have the money, you're gonna have the attention, mm-hmm. you're gonna have all the, the stuff that you know people have dreamed about being a rock star. Yeah. But if you first take care of that music, the music is what's gonna drive everything else. And mm-hmm. I think people forget that, which is why I really dig your new project uh, Outlier—it's out now. Josh Rosenblum band, and we'll talk about your band in a minute. Yeah, uh, fifteen tracks on this. Tell me about the making of this of this new project.
1: Outlier was a very—our well, last album was stronger, which was very—that was more for us. But this one was kind of a step to the side. It was very—they're um, all songs that they don't really fit in, but at the same time, they all kind of gather the same vibe mm. and it's about uh the, the overall vibe of the album is is um spreading the message that someone is always listening like no matter what the problem is there's always somebody listening because outlier you no know, outcast
0: mhm
1: um it, it it talks about depression there's a a five or four song uh EP mini EP called cycles mm. on there that's actually the cycles of depression and um so each song is the cycles of depression it talks about like you know like the, the the guilt and the exception acceptance and all that stuff yeah. and uh, but it's uh, the rest of the album is very it's kind of s- like hopeful in a very sad way it's like sad hope very somber mm-hmm. but it, um, it, it it collects itself at the end I think all the energy is gathered on the last track on ghost it's kind of like a kind of like a it's
0: know. like a chord resolving yeah. right it's, exactly. uh, it's, <laughs> that's, that's interesting what made you kind of decide to do uh, this four part song about depression
1: it was a uh, kind of like a a um, almost an homage to uh, to feelings and like the people I know I know a lot of people that are suffering through depression mm-hmm. I've gone through depression every I think everyone's kind of gone through their bout of depression and um the the anxiety portion of that very you know really like it tampers with the mind mm-hmm with like when you're in depre- when you have depression, the anxiety usually goes hand in hand. Yeah. With it, so it's like the songs really describe that. They really like go full in depth, and it's it was really hard to make. As soon as I get that's got what to, I was going to ask is yeah. <laughs> you know
0: when you've gone through something that is that has left a mark on you, mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to perform that. I've talked to artists who have written songs about a death in the family and. Mm-hmm. When they have to try to sing that in front of a crowd, it's hard for them to get them to get in that place in their mind, Mm -hmm. in their soul, in their heart. And it challenges the artist because you are putting yourself in this music that's out there.
1: And the music is, uh, you know, it talks about depression and anxiety, but it's almost like being an outlier in the sense of it's okay to be an outlier. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be yourself.
0: Josh, you got your guitar in your hands. Uh, It's a beautiful Martin. Does it have a name?
1: That's Dean. This <laughs> is Dean Martin. There you go.
0: Pick something that you want to play and we'll give it a listen here on Modcast and we'll continue our conversation.
1: Okay. Hey, this is Josh Rosenblum. This is a track from my new album, Outliers, called Stormy.
2: I've had a lot of sunny days. I need you bringing down my life. Stormy, I don't know why. You're always coming around the worst time. Don't give me.
0: Rosenblum bloom with stormy that's the second track on your new album outlier which is out now who is stormy who are you talking about
1: it's analogous of the uh of a life that i used to live um i i did a lot of bad things uh with my girlfriend hmm. like to well, to my girlfriend who ended up becoming my wife like a lot of uh i, I don't like cheating and stuff like that ended up happening and i ended up you know, kind of having like a divine intervention mm. moment, where I was like, "This is not the life I want to live." I was getting into different drugs and different mm. alcohols and stuff like that, and uh, I was like, "This is not, this is not who I want to be." So, I uh, Stormy is kind of like the the name that I gave to my past. It's kind of like, don't you know, don't rain down on me now. Like, I, I everything's going the way I want it to go, so don't. Fortunately, I did not. I didn't get addicted to anything. Right. <laughs> you know, I, just, I just music. Just music. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get. I wasn't doing any of the like uh, hardcore mm-hmm. drugs. You know, like the the ones that I don't want to mention. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I, you know, I did. I did fall under that. I became, you know, kind of almost addicted to more. I don't want to say women, but it, it ended up becoming a, a problem to a point where I was like, this is. I'm hurting people I love. I'm it's just,
0: almost like a power thing. Exactly. I always feel, yeah. And it's, I'm like
1: destroying my, like I always vowed to never become that person. Yeah. When I got into music and then I like started to become that person for a short amount of time and I was like, this is this is some bullshit. Like, <laughs> like I don't, like, don't want to be I don't want to be this person. So I, I and I was hurting uh, my wife, who's the sweetest person I've ever met. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, this is this is it. And I was like, so I, I wrote the song on this album that was kind of like. You know, saying goodbye to that that life. Like, don't rain down on me now.
0: Yeah, and I like it.
1: It says in the song, you know, I finally found a woman, so don't don't be hanging around my home and stuff like that. So it's kind of like talking about your dark times of your life, but referring to them as a a cloud-shaped woman named Stormy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I guess <laughs> it works. I,
0: I like the uh, I like the way you describe it because or you a know, woman-shaped cloud. Yeah, which one is it? Yeah. <laughs> You know, we've all been there. We've always... Well, maybe not all of us, but there always tends to come a time in each person's life where Mm -hmm. the light switches on or off. Mm -hmm. And luckily for you and for me even, in my experience... I had people that were willing to let me make mistakes. They didn't Mm -hmm. want me to make mistakes, but I eventually learned from those mistakes and stopped taking them for granted. Definitely. And luckily, they allowed me to still be part of their life, which obviously your girlfriend, who is now your wife, Mm -hmm. uh, gave you that opportunity as well. And
1: and I'm nothing but appreciative and and gracious for that Mm -hmm. opportunity. And it's, uh, it's it's, it's turned a new leaf, not only for my music, but in my life. As well as I'm doing different things and taking better care of myself. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, being able to admit it is a huge thing. Yeah. Because so many people just want to seem perfect. You know, they want to seem, oh, there's no, there's no, you know, rough edges on me. (laughs) Exactly. But I think the more that people that have gone through things like you've gone through Mm -hmm. are willing to express what they've gone through. Yeah. I think it cements their future. It cements the positive. Definitely. And because you're willing to own up to it. I think Mm -hmm. that's, that's big.
1: And it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, when you're in the music business, like when you're when you're just getting in, you think, you know, it's, I don't want to quote Hendrix, but you know, it's rainbows and butterflies, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's not, it's not like that actually majority of the ratio is, there's a lot of terrible people out there and uh, it's, it's learning the, it's learning to trust the people that you would have trusted anyway, even if you weren't in the music business, hmm. you know, if it's, it's learning to just be yourself and, 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 and trust those who are accepting you for your, for who you are you know if you have to change in order for someone to like you then you're not you know that's that's not a lifestyle that that is wholesome in the end you know mm-hmm. you, you end up living a whole life of fitting in, but then you end up not being who <laughs> you want to be and, and I refer to that as stormy <laughs> basically
0: hmm. hanging out with Josh Rosenbloom in his kitchen <laughs> Josh has his guitar with him and talking about uh Music in Modesto in the Modesto area. Yeah, how has this area kind of influenced you? Has it influenced you? Is it something that it's tangible or is it more just kind of there? Uh,
1: this area has influenced me in a uh, a lot of ways, a lot of positive ways. Uh, I love Modesto. I love playing for the people of Modesto, and uh, it's it's influenced me in the sense of just learning that you know there's a lot like there's there's i to start. It's hard to put right. it into words. Exactly, it really yeah. is. You know, it's um. there's a lot of there's a lot of musicians in the area that I didn't know were in the area until I started playing. And uh, those musicians have inspired me to want to become a better musician every year. Every time there's a new artist and I see them hungry, that that inspires me to, you know, want to become a better artist as well. But it's also it's helped me. Um, and inspired me on the opposite end too cuz there's yeah. a lot of people there are a lot of closed-minded people in the area i'm not going to say most i'm say a lot of people are are very closed-minded uh, as far as what they want musically and uh what they want visually in an artist and it's kind of it's not fair you know if you're uh like i am a 5 7 <laughs> you know little jewish kid <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not really fair to you know to to everyone if you're just basing it off of you know, the visual aspects of the package. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, uh, I've learned that, uh, and, um, Modesto is very thriving in that sense because you can learn a lot in a town that is not that big. Like, yeah. it, like yeah. we have the passion of a big city and, um, Modesto has always been like that, I think. And, uh,
0: and I think that passion comes out in your music. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that's probably probably one way to tangibly put what that influence is, yeah. is the passion that you have comes mm-hmm. out in the music that you're playing. And that passion is instilled from you know playing the game, so to speak, exactly, in, yeah. in the Valley. And there is a lot of talent in the Valley. There is a lot, a lot of, of competition. And there's all, a lot of people that just don't know how to get out there and mm-hmm. do it. So getting out there and doing it is cause... getting out there and
1: doing it. And, uh, and again, uh, I, I wanted to say uh, a comment on uh, the competition mm-hmm. you said, uh, cause it's, it, it is a competition and, uh, a lot of people aren't to be trusted, but at the same time it should never be treated like a competition mm. because it's, uh, you know, then again, it comes with, like I said before, being who you are and stuff like that. If you start writing to sell, then you're selling your soul basically mm-hmm. instead of putting your soul into what you could.
0: And I think that shows so. <laughs> in the product that you put out too. If, yeah. if you're adjusting to just to get on the radio, mm-hmm. so to speak, you might have some success with that, but you're not going to enjoy playing that no. song. You're not going to enjoy becoming that artist that you really aren't.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's been it's been that way for uh, forever. <laughs> yeah. Since since people made money off of recordings, I think it's been like that. Like Harry James doing uh, "Velvet Moon." You know, he may not have even liked playing that song, or "You mm-hmm. Made Me Love You," or something but he made money off of it and like back in the forties and stuff. And it's, that was the song he had to play regardless of whether or not he liked it. <laughs> so It's always been like that.
0: Speaking of covers, uh, I'd love for you to do a cover for us sure. here on Modcast. Uh, one of your favorites. I know you're a Dave Matthews fan. Yeah. Uh, who are some of the other, other influences? I'm a
1: huge John Mayer fan. If it wasn't already, <laughs> you know, public knowledge, <laughs> but I, uh, I'm a huge, uh, John Mayer fan. I love, uh, Chet Baker, Miles mm-hmm. Davis, Wes Montgomery, Joe Pass, and all those people. Steve Ray Vaughn, yeah. Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. I'm a. I'm actually. It's so eclectic and so wide that it's kind of like. <laughs> it's like saying, "What's your favorite, you know, I know right? kind of chocolate?" <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I
0: guess. <laughs> or cheese. There's so many exactly. different kinds of cheese <laughs> out there. So, yeah, that is always a tough question: is what what kind of music influenced you? But I think if anybody listens to. Josh play, they're going to be able to tell mm-hmm. some of your influence. I hear a little bit of R and B in there too. I hear some, definitely. I hear some uh, like the roots and yeah. maybe some yeah. D'Angelo in mm-hmm. there a little bit. Uh, explore it. Kind of the, uh, I don't know the, the, the word I'm trying to come up with is um, experimental R and B style, like a fusion almost.
1: Definitely. And it's a, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I always try to, sh- I strive to be different with my music every year. Try to reimagine myself, and I did. When I did Stronger, I went through a point of uh, that R&B phase of like music, Soul Child and
0: oh, Maxwell
1: yeah. and stuff like that. And I was like, this is like some really badass music. Yeah. Like, so like, I had to like incorporate that in, in, into one of my albums. And that's it's music that stains you because it's it's a derivative of jazz. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: like, it's it, it is jazz R&B. It basically is jazz. Everyone. Everyone in R&B is—they're like—they're they're like the greatest musicians in the yeah, whole world. Yeah, the they moment. are. But yeah. you know, they're they're kind of overshadowed by the kind of that hip hop feel, which is a lot of which is what kind of puts a lot of people off.
0: And when I listen to Stronger, mm-hmm. uh, that album is full of that that feel and mm-hmm. that authenticity to what you're what you're trying to accomplish. The solos are great. I mean, it's got your voice is so soulful on there. I listen to it, I'm like, my goodness, this guy can sing. <laughs> you know, I know you can play guitar, but Hearing you on that album I was just blown away Thank with you your much. abilities. I I feel like you have an amazing range. Thank There's you. one song on there I don't know which one it was um where you kind of it's bones I think.
1: Oh um, yeah the mm-hmm.
0: Or I wrote down Bones and I'll be gone. Um I love those two tunes. Yeah. And those are on the stronger album, mm-hmm. which you can find on uh, bandcamp and all over the place, just ladies and gentlemen. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> well yeah, it's uh I was thoroughly impressed with that. Thank and you very much. You guys your your band just knocked it out of the park.
1: Thank you. It, when that album came out it was funny because uh um you know MIDI is a big thing today and people are like like oh, did you use that nine oh nine or that eight oh eight kick and stuff like that? And they're like I don't even know what the hell those things are. And like, but the uh they uh like they're like, what drum patch did you use on your album? There's a lot of I was like, I use the uh, Cedric Jones yeah. drum patch, and they're like, oh yeah, I never heard of that one. And they're like, oh, you should look it up. And like and uh, back in my mind, I'm like, man, like, like they don't know that's a real drum set on the on the
0: whole album. Yeah. And, and, it's and, like, and it sounds really good. Like the, the mix the is great. Is like, yeah, yeah, you it's it captured a great I think you did a great job capturing the soul of your band. And your art really comes through in that album. Thank and the new much. one, I can't wait to listen to it. I've only heard uh, the song we just heard. So um, I'm looking forward to, yeah. to listening to the rest of it. Let's get back to a cover here. Uh, sure. Just pick a cover, go ahead and play it, and then we'll continue our conversation with Josh Rosenbloom here on Modcast.
2: You won't play right I used to know But now it doesn't feel right It made me throw away My pride So long You made me wait So long Make it hard for one like that to go on. I'm wishing I could make this mine. If you want it, you can have it if you need it,
1: you come and take it.
2: If you want it now. Oh. Stay woke. Cause they be creepy. They gon' find you. Gon' catch you sleep Stay woke. They be creepy. Don't you close your eyes. To you want you can have it if you need it baby come and take You
1: close your eyes beautiful what's what was that song that's a uh, red bone by childish gambino he's uh it's from his new album uh, awaken my love it's uh it's one of my favorite albums right now actually he's a he's a hip-hop artist that kind of went more of the singing route on this album which is really cool, like he's a phenomenal singer. Mm. And uh, so for some reason that song has been stuck in my head for probably because it's amazing.
0: <laughs> it That's is, why it it's is stuck in my head. ridiculously cool. It's I like that line about the, in the in is there something about peanut butter in yeah. it? <laughs> I thought I heard that, yeah.
1: Yeah, the jazz definitely, um, the jazz and blues roots are very noticeable in the album. Whether I like it or not, <laughs> yeah, it's, it comes through. Because like, you're staying true to who you are. Exactly. It's like if I write an acoustic ballad, it's going to sound like a jazz ballad because that's just the kind of musician that mm-hmm. I am naturally, and it's a, a. I I love it. I've I've learned to embrace it. Like I, I there's a lot of uh, shows I've done like with other singer songwriters. I'm like, well, I wish I could be more of like a folky guy, and mm-hmm. I wish I could do this. And I hit the age where I was like, it's okay to be an outlier, which is why. It's called
0: outline. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, being comfortable in your own skin and with the art that you're producing is, exactly. is very important because it allows you to be yourself on stage, too. Yeah. Talk about anxiety, about going and performing. Yeah. Uh, I know you've been doing it for over 10 years now in mm-hmm. the, in, in Modesto uh, on your own. What's it like for you? Do you still get nervous? Do you still have butterflies? Tell me about that. I still get
1: nervous. Um, it's more, like you said, butterflies. It's more of that. It's a... Uh... It's more so like a, uh, like just yeah, like it's butterflies. It's just the pure excitement. You pretty much said it. It's the uh, it's the pure excitement of just being on stage. Yeah. I still get anxious, of the, uh, you know, just wondering if people are like, because I do a lot of cover gigs, and like there's always that wonder of like, is that person even listening to me? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, and if, and then like we'll come at the at the end, and they're like, that music was great. Like your cover was, like I've never heard anyone cover it like that before. And it's like, wow, well, maybe they they were listening. And then you think. I hope I didn't fuck that up. So like, I hope it was great. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Cause everybody, it's gotta be a challenge doing cover songs for that reason, because people have heard these songs. They know these songs for some of them. It's their favorite song, especially if they request that you play it. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of pressure there, huh? Definitely.
1: And I usually have like a ritual shot of whiskey. (laughs) It's ritualistic shot of whiskey. Uh, also helps the throat, which is Mm. what I, you know, (laughs) <laughs> I tell people, and it, it's true, I guess, in some form. Mm.
0: Well, take me back to uh your first paying gig. First paying gig? Yeah, even back when you're a young, young, young kid. Was it? How old were you? Where were you? I was my first paying gig. I
1: was a sophomore in high school. I want to say ah, uh, summer between mm-hmm. freshman and sophomore. I was with a band uh, called Trade Winds, which I think is still a band in the area, hmm. and. um uh, and I, I was the lead trumpet player in a band of all, all the guys that were, like, in their 50s and stuff like <laughs> that. And I was playing lead trumpet in this big band. And uh, my first paying gig was at the, uh, the I think it's a retirement home. I forget the name of it. Standiford Place, I think. Uh-huh, it's called. Yeah. It was, we were doing a homage to, to vets. And um, I remember doing an arrangement. And I was like, God, this is such... Bullshit! This arrangement is like it was. It was. I'm sure you've played it before because you play trumpet. Too. Yeah, yeah. It's the uh, you know the um the military, the, the armed they, the, forces. The forces suite. Oh yeah, so I played that. Yeah. So it's like like it goes on to every single one. And I was yeah. like, and no one wanted to share the like the melody with me. So like they were like, you got it. And I was like, no, I don't.
0: <laughs> and You're like, on 14, man. Come on. And
1: I'm playing through, and I remember at the end of the gig, I was like, that was the most exhausting thing I've ever done in my life. And then the, the leader came up with the with check and he was like, here you go, thanks for playing. And I was like, I can get paid for this? Like this is, and it changed my mind. And I was like, all right, well, you know, this is. That
2: wasn't <laughs> yeah, that bad. This wasn't bad. bad. <laughs> like, yeah, like I wasn't that bad. Like, I can do this.
0: <laughs> what was your first gig like when you, when you ventured out as a singer songwriter?
1: My first gig was uh, very, very first gig uh, doing my own material. Because I backed up my brother for a while mm-hmm. on bass and guitar. Um, was at the Queen Bean in Riverbank, uh, when they were still open and they uh I remember getting on stage in uh, well the area that was the quote unquote <laughs> stage. Uh, and I remember getting in, in that area we were opening for uh I can't remember the name of the band. That's terrible. <laughs> that's, that's terrible of me. But uh I remember getting on stage and, and playing the first song and uh music this is music that was in my room, like my bedroom growing up over the last year and I was just like Perfecting it,
0: and
1: and it meant a lot to me. Like I I was going through a breakup at the time, and
0: that's always a good time for artists to create.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the angsty portion of being 16. (laughs) And I remember uh, getting on stage and playing those songs for the first time, and seeing the looks on people's faces, and realizing that you know you're not alone in feeling like that, because everyone in this audience has gone through that. Like they've gone through a Mm. they've gone through a breakup, or they've gone through. Some form of heartbreak, like regardless of what it is, losing your favorite Sharpie, <laughs> you've gone through some form of you know heartbreak. So it's uh, it, it it meant a lot to me, and I was like, I I want to do this. You know, I want to be the I want to be the messenger of, of your conscience. You know.
0: Yeah, and taking that step. Of you know being in your room and these songs mean so much to you, and then putting it out there for other people yeah. to to consume that's that's a challenge in its own right, yeah
1: because a lot of artists and i did I did it for a while, I still do it actually uh, talk about yeah you know, it 's very introspective music talking about like oh this is how I felt and this is how I felt, and then I started writing about like this is how more of like this is how we feel it's more of like a it's a collective experience now. Because I, I, I try to write very vaguely of who the main character is in the songs. So that way it's, it's relatable. You know? Anybody can relate to it in that sense. Yeah. Like I said, regardless of what the problem is.
0: Hmm. Interesting. I was, I was going to ask you about your process of songwriting. Hmm. Do you, when you're sitting down to play or come up with an idea, do you come up with a riff first or do you come up with words first? Are you a poet? How, how Describe your process and how you go about
1: my process is—it uh, changes, you know, differs uh, depending on the song. I, I don't consider it a song if it's just words on a paper. You know, that's that's poetry. Mm-hmm. That's a whole separate thing. Um, I I usually write the lyrics and the melody and the chords all at the same time
0: because
1: mm. I I think it should sound like the it should sound like the music. The lyrics, like you know, if you write, you know, I if you had a song that was like I went I went outside. And it was a cloudy day. Like, you don't want to be like, oh.
2: I went outside and it was a cloudy day. <laughs> like, you don't want
1: to, like, you want to be like,
2: I went outside and it was a cloudy day. Like, yeah. it's,
1: mm-hmm. You want to, it, it has to sound like the music. It has to sound like it. And I, uh, I, occasionally I'll have a song where there's a riff and I'll build the song off that riff mm-hmm. based on how it makes me feel. Like, if it's a... Like, I have a song called Astronaut on Time and Space. It's a... And it's very. It kind of sounds like, to me, when I was writing that riff, I was like, "This kind of sounds like, like an old '50s, like sci-fi movie, like in a spaceship." It kind of sounds like those, like, mm-hmm.
0: like you're hearing the sound effects going yeah, off. All yeah, all those
1: like sci-fi sound effects yeah. and stuff like that. Like a spaceship's about to take off, and I was like, "This kind of makes me feel like an astronaut." So I'm gonna. I kind of went with that idea. It made the whole song kind of. It it it's on love. It talks about basically making love, but like as if you were an astronaut like it talks it's you know it talks about making love but talking about space and blasting through space and stuff like
0: I like that so. and all that came from just the way that the riff sounded
1: just the way the riff sounded yeah and yeah. it's and it's you know kind of has like that,
0: that yeah, 1950s it's... like <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing a star star trek right now yeah. you know <laughs> All that good stuff. Well, when you're with your band and you guys are creating, yeah. is it a collaborative effort when you're writing music? Or do you come with a song? Does Cedric come with a song? Talk about uh, your band and that creative process.
1: The uh, creative process of the band is uh, the most beautiful thing I've ever experienced, I think. And I got married. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. We'll edit that part out. <laughs> no, uh, I, I love my wife. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> no, the uh, it's it's very it's it's a very beautiful thing because I I usually write the music and and the lyrics like I write the song I come in basically with a guitar and a song and like here's a song I don't tell them what to play if I have an idea of like oh maybe try this on the mm-hmm. hi hat or something like that but you know 95% of it is them doing their own thing which is why I ended up calling it the Josh Oldman Band because they're. They're a huge part of it. They're they're basically making what it is. You know, they're, they're making the sound like uh, they're making it very definitive. Of when I when I
0: listen to when I listen to Outlier and your previous projects, I can hear how much freedom you allow them to have. Yeah. Um. Not like allow them. Like yes, you can do this. <laughs> but I get the sense that coming from your jazz roots, uh-huh. uh, from that style, you allow these guys to bring their own style, their own musical ideas mm-hmm. and abilities. And it challenges you and helps you build as a musician too. Exactly, I yeah. can hear that in the in the music.
1: Yeah, and the freedom is uh, it's a blessing in disguise too, because allowing a lot of artists are like this is how the song's gonna be, and this is how this, you're gonna play this, mm-hmm. he's gonna play that. I don't care what the glockenspiel sounds like, but you're playing it. <laughs> and uh, but you know, I I like to give the freedom just for the sense of there's an idea like I'm I'm not you know the messiah of music. I can't think of every single right way and wrong way that you're supposed to go like it, it, there's an I, there's always going to be an idea that someone else has that i'm always open to hearing and uh, that's why i love allowing them to do their own thing because like they'll throw in this or the like like the bass line will throw in like a little walking thing and then like cedric will throw in like a beat and then uh i'm like wow i never thought of doing the song in like a latin or it's just you know for example it's very like it's it's a learning, so it's a playground you know like you're like oh well I'll be the sheriff this time and you can be the, the robber or something like that. And when
0: you let the guys have their own freedom, yeah, then their joy comes out and they're playing too. Cause they're exactly. not being restricted. They're able to, to explore and, yeah. and, uh, and put their own emotion into their music. So. Yeah.
1: Because they're artists as well. I mm-hmm. mean, they're uh every musician is an artist. You know, if you're, if you're creating something that is an original idea and means a lot to you, then you're an artist and, and uh, allowing them to do that on, on music that I wrote is, is, is kind of, it's musical lovemaking, basically. Yeah. Is what it is. It's yeah. like, a, <laughs> huh. you can never have too many chefs in the kitchen when it deals with uh, creating music, mm. I don't think. Where's your favorite place to play? Favorite place to play? Uh, as of, like, in town or just anywhere? Just uh, anywhere?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, the, my favorite venue is, is the Lighthouse in Hermosa Beach, which is actually uh, where they filmed uh, La La Land. They filmed a couple scenes there. Uh, but I played there before they filmed La La Land. And um, it's been very difficult to get a show there.
0: <laughs> now everybody was doing yeah. <laughs> it. So how about locally? Where do you like to play locally in the Modesto area? Uh,
1: I love playing at P. Wexford's. Um, it feels it feels like home sometimes more than my own living room does. <laughs> and uh, it um, you walk in and it's kind of like Cheers. You know, everyone yeah. kind of knows who you are and you know, except there's no studio audience and stuff. But you walk in and it's very. It's very homey you know it's it, it's a very small place it only seats i think 50 or 60 people or something like that but it's yeah um, but it's you walk in and it's everyone you just feel comfortable like mm-hmm. you feel like you're in you feel like you're like at your grandma's house or something like everyone's there and it's like a pub it's that pub setting not yeah there's not like a
0: there's not an actual stage you're just yeah. a, you're on the same level as everybody like people and, are
1: literally like a foot in front of you yeah. that you're playing to and uh not saying that your grandmother goes to pubs.
0: <laughs> but, uh, but if she, she does, does, she rules, man. If she does, yeah. You know, she's
1: probably the first pub ever made. No, she's good. <laughs> no, uh, but it's very... That's my favorite venue uh, to play covers in because it's very like... You know, kind of like a Billy Joel... Kind of like the way Billy Joel's Piano Man is. Billy Joel's Piano Man is basically P. Wexford's. Like, that's how I... That's what I always think of when I go in there. Mm. It's very like, you know, the bartender knows your name and all that stuff. And But uh, for original music, I love just anywhere it's kind of just whoever wants to listen yeah like it doesn't matter where it is it's like as long as the crowd is there um, it's going to happen sometimes
0: I've noticed that it's when you do play originals people tend to I don't know they discredit you in a way they Mm -hmm. almost they almost tune out a little bit yeah and how hard is that as an artist when you're playing something that's from your heart and you mix it in with a couple of covers but yeah. suddenly everybody starts talking to each other again and you're just like, I want you to listen to me, please. <laughs> I am, um,
1: don't, I'm not surprised by it <laughs> in a lot of ways because, you know, a lot of people, well, there's the defensive artist view which is, like, you know, I wrote this song, why aren't you listening to yeah, it and stuff. Yeah. It's like, I wrote it, and which is true and, it, and sometimes it pisses me off a little bit because it's like, you know, this is a, like, you listen to this song. Why not listen to this song? Mm-hmm. That I can see from their portion, you know, and their, not portion. That's totally the wrong word. From their point of view, it's very... Uh, they came... Some some of them just came to hang out. You
0: know, mm-hmm. they didn't
1: really want to be invested in who's playing. They, they want to listen, but they don't want to be invested. So they want to hear songs that they know. Like They, they may have, like, lost their job that day or something. Like yeah. Lost. Or they may have, like, just gotten a girlfriend. And they want to hear, like, a certain song that makes them feel a certain way. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I don't think... Taking it personal is the right thing to do, especially for original music, because you know you can't expect someone to, you know, come in expecting a certain thing and then hearing a song they never heard before in their whole life you know, in a cover bar. Like it's not like,
0: yeah. in a cover setting work. it's, I yeah. will, I always think that it's almost a better strategy just to not even say that it's one of yours. Just, exactly. Just go into it and play it and see how people react. Cause exactly. some people probably come up after and say, Hey, is that, uh, is that, what, where have I heard that song before? That's you know?
1: actually what I do uh, now. Cause it's like, I, I give, I've given up on saying this song is a new <laughs> song from our new album. And it's like, <laughs> and people were just like, ah, I'm going to go take a pee break. Or yeah. Like yeah. That. And then, but I mean, if you throw it in, like if you throw in Texas flood by Steve Ray Vaughn, and then you have a song that kind of sounds like it, and people are like, oh, that must have also been a Stevie Ray Vaughan song. But it's not. <laughs>
0: so yeah, it's,
1: like, it's your own. Yeah, yeah, it's your own song.
0: So on your website, it says you, uh, you've written a thousand songs. Um, yeah. How hard is it to remember words for any song, really? I mean, it, to me, it's hard to remember lyrics at all. I think you, you can either do it or you, you can't. But that's a lot of material to have to, it's, to remember.
1: It's a lot. um, It's hard to remember even the songs I just wrote, like from this new album. Like I'll just, I kind of do the Dave Matthews thing. If if I forget a lyric, I'll just make up.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It's uh, it's hard
1: to it. It it really is hard to remember. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat around the bush and say you know I'm a genius. Oh yeah. I can remember everything. But it's it's really hard to remember. Uh, I have to if we do it live and my drummer Cedric Jones will be like. Hey, we should do this song from our album from 2012, and I'm like, "All right, let me uh, figure it out really quick." (laughs) Like, I get the riff down, and then I'm like, "Okay, what's the first line?" And he's like, "Oh, I think it's this," and I was like, "I don't think that's what it is." And then we end up just changing the lyrics completely. Yeah. So we end up just rewriting basically a new song like every time, which I think is is conducive to being an artist. Like, I agree. If you come back to a song that like it's like you've updated, so the song should update as well and just. Kind of change it, you know, a little yeah.
0: bit. Yeah, and... <laughs> a different feel, a different type of beat, exactly. you know, I I, like, I completely agree with that. Like
1: Clapton was king of doing that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, He has like
1: eight versions of, of Crossroads, I think, which is ridiculous. Yeah,
0: that's a lot, that's a lot. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure, Josh. Thanks for your time. Uh, where can people see you? I know you have a couple regular gigs here in Modesto.
1: Yeah, I play um, uh, every Friday, usually, at P. Wexford's on McHenry. And then uh, Thursday, I do a kind of a, uh, more of a subdued jam uh, with my dad on trumpet at a uh, rivets and then saturday also at rivets but that's a blues more of a bluesy set mm-hmm. and uh more
0: of a party type band yeah yeah
1: and i'm also at a uh, redwood cafe on uh, wednesday nights uh for wine night
0: and uh, is that just you singer songwriter on yeah uh...
1: that's just me yeah. and it's like my originals and some covers that that i can stand
0: <laughs> <laughs> you can stand to play yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly that's usually the challenge uh tell us a little bit more about the new album where can people find it
1: uh, the new album is on uh, iTunes and Spotify, as well as uh, Amazon and um, Napster, Raps. I think it's almost on everything. Napster's
0: still out there? I
1: think so, yeah. Man. I haven't gone to jail yet for Napster, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like the lime wire, you know? And when did you release it? It <laughs> uh, came out January 19th oh, so of, it's of fresh. this year. It's a fresh album, and it's, uh, which is really terrible for me to say that I can't remember any of the lyrics. for some of, <laughs> For some of the songs, I can't remember the lyrics. It's like... <laughs> Oh, yeah. that's all
0: right. Uh, real quick for people that uh, haven't seen you, tell us about the the guys in your band, uh, just a little bit.
1: Uh, we um, we have Cedric Jones on drums. He's the, uh, the foundation. Pretty. He's like the drummer. Like he's my one, my first call guy. He's great. He's really good. And uh, he does backing vocals too. And then he's the. He's like, I don't know. I'm, sometimes I'm like, get out of my head, because <laughs> like I'll I'll do a line that I'll. You know, I just made up on the spot, and he's already doing harmony over it. Like, yeah. Like, like doing the lyrics that I just made up too. It's like, how are you doing this?
0: A drummer that can sing—it just blows <laughs> me away. Like, I, yeah. I think it's hard enough to play guitar and mm-hmm. sing live because you're doing different rhythms. Yeah. But for a drummer, like, like a Phil Collins or somebody who's, yeah. just he's that dark. always blows my, blew crazy. my mind seeing a drummer sing and play at the same time.
1: And then uh, my original bass player is uh, Andrew Melendez, who's uh, in med school right now. So we're kind of doing like a. You know we're getting subs and stuff like that, and, mm-hmm. and we have like Austin Mitchell set in a few times on bass, and he's phenomenal. And uh, Elliot Dominguez plays keyboard, but um, we've all kind of like Cedric and I. Basically, this whole new album is just us on it. Like I'm doing the bass part, uh, the guitar parts, the keyboard parts, and uh, the trumpet parts and stuff. Cedric's doing all the percussion instruments. He's playing an erhu, which is an ancient uh, Chinese instrument, <laughs> and on there on one of the songs, and uh, he's playing uh, saxophone. So it's basically just me and Cedric on Outlier. Wow, that's cool. Because uh, you know everyone else is busy. Like our keyboardist lives in Arizona now, and Angie's in med school. So we're they're they're still on the production side of things, like giving us pointers and ideas and stuff. Now, did but you I,
0: record that here at at your house?
1: Right here, yeah. In the well, not right here, but in the second bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. You got to give it a listen, everybody. Outlier is out now. Check him out on his website too, which is Josh Rosenblum Band.
1: Yeah, dot com dot com
0: yeah uh, check him out you can see uh, all the albums that he has out you can see a list of all the covers that you do and uh, get some more information about this guy mr josh Rosenbloom. it's been an honor man thanks thank, for thank sharing you. your time with us here on modcast
1: thank you for having me I had a lot of fun
0: well that's going to do it for our premiere episode of the modcast podcast hope you enjoyed it i want to say thank you to josh Rosenbloom and his band Also, just want to say thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and please tell a friend. We'd like to spread the news about uh, what we're doing here in the 209. I'm Jungle Jim, your host. We're going to leave you with another track from Josh Rosenblum's album, Outlier, which is out now. Go support the local artists in the 209. We'll see you next time on Modcast.
2: on your own I could be